Good afternoon, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Rob Brune broadcasting once again from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So this afternoon, I'm going to title my broadcast, Becoming the Bride of Christ. Woo! Man, just saying that feels so awesome and powerful, doesn't it? So, I'm going to go to a couple of um, verses from Scripture, but first, let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of your Holy Spirit. We say thank you for everything that you have done and continue to do. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, for his atoning death on the cross. We thank you that we have bought out a price and that we are no longer our own. Amen, hallelujah. And we thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit who guides us and leads us into all truth and convicts us when we err and stray from it. We pray that this broadcast, that whoever listens to it, um, either today or whenever, will be blessed, encouraged, convicted, and edified by and through it. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name, amen. All right, so as I said, this is going to tell the, bro the broadcast, Becoming the Bride of Christ. Man, I just love saying that. So first, we're going to look at one verse from... Revelation 19, Revelation 19, verse 7. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him, that is God, glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Oh man, I love that. Let me read, I'm going to read this again. I love it, I love it. Revelation 19, verse 7. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Oh my. You know, I'm going to get to this passage in a few minutes too from Ephesians 5 where Paul compares the wedding of a man and a woman between Christ and his bride, the church. But I want to talk about this preparation thing right because you would think if you're if you're married and you know if especially if you're a woman listening you know that and you're married you have all this preparation to do in terms of making yourself ready for the wedding day when you're married to your husband you're making yourself ready you're preparing yourself so you you know you going out with your friends, getting a beautiful dress that looks just fantastic for your particular figure, and you're happy, you're excited. This is not a um, a sad process for you. You're excited to do all this to prepare yourself to be presented to your groom, your husband. You're preparing yourself every possible way. You're preparing yourself physically, preparing yourself mentally and spiritually because you're united with him spiritually. You're united to your husband in every possible way. And so you prepare yourself as his bride because that is fitting, that is proper, that is what you're called and expected to do. I'm not saying, that, uh, no, hear me clearly, I'm not saying there's no preparation for the groom. 
but I'm just talking about this in terms of a metaphor to draw, to compare between how uh, a wife-to-be prepares herself for her husband as the bride of Christ. The church prepares herself to be married to the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, spiritually speaking, okay? And this is a very fitting analogy because the late Apostle Paul himself makes the very same one in Ephesians 5. So let's go to there right now. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. All right. Starting at verse 21. So instructions for Christian households. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I want to listen to that again. Submit to one another, okay? So this is a call to both husbands and wives to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And in verse 22 of Ephesians 5, Wives, submit to yourself for your own husbands, to your own husbands, as you do the Lord, to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Now start listening to the analogies Paul's giving here between uh, Christ and the church to a husband and wife, of which he is the Savior. Sorry. So the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, now so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they fed and care for their own body, just as Christ does the church. For we are one member we are members of his body. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you should also must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must also respect her husband. Now there's one verse I want to draw particularly, okay? Uh, and that's verse 25, where it says, Husband loves your, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. This is verse 26. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Wow. Right? Oh. My dear brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, as you can see, or hear, I suppose, um, this is the analogy that Paul is drawing on between, obviously, Christ and the church in terms of, in relation to, or analogy rather, between a husband and his wife. So 
but I want you to really pay attention. It's like this preparation, right? Because this is what Christ is doing with the church of Jesus Christ. He's preparing her. He's preparing her, man, to make her holy. He's making her holy. He's cleansing her by washing with the water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain, no stains, no wrinkles, and no blemish, but holy and blameless. This is the bride Christ will marry. No, no wrinkle, no stain, no blemish, only holy and blameless. Whew. Man, powerful stuff. All right, I'm going to go back to that verse uh, for a minute in Revelation. Revelation uh, 19, 7. Revelation 19, 7 once again says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. I'll read verse 8 for a second too. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to wear. Yeah. And this is a, a sub-point underneath that verse where it says in brackets, Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Hmm. That's a footnote. Apt one. But again, the, the point I, I again want to drive abundantly home is that this is about... So both the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, preparing herself to be ready for the wedding of the Lamb, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. But also you get the, the sense from that text in Ephesians 5 that Christ is preparing his bride as well. So it's, a, we're, it's cooperative, meaning Christ is preparing us and we're preparing ourselves to and for Christ. Now, through washing of the water, through the word, right? So the preparation that comes, you know, in, in a lot of, I, I would imagine anyways, because I'm not a woman, but if you're a married woman, I would imagine part of the process of preparation for your marriage, your wedding day, would be a lot of this stuff. Just mental preparation, spiritual preparation, obviously physical preparation as well. But everything is connected, right? So if you're... I mean, if you're getting ready, for preparing yourself as a bride-to-be for your wedding day, to be married to your husband, vowed to be with him till death do you part, which is awesome, then this, this stuff applies, man. So this stuff is so, you know, it is, and it's the best analogy to draw between Christ and the church as husband and wife, because that's marriage. So we have to think in terms of this, but a man like, but it's, it's different too, because obviously, you know, when you're a bride to be physically speaking, like as a, a woman marrying her husband, you're not doing that for the rest of your life. You're not preparing yourself to be married to him for the rest of your life. You prepare yourself for a short amount of time, and then you get married, and then you spend the rest of your, well, okay, 
vowed to spend the rest of your life with him. But that's either part. So, but in the thing, the thing that's different, with, obviously, spiritually speaking, with Christ is that we're preparing ourselves for lifetime. So it is different in that respect, obviously. And we're, and then obviously, there's a lot of diff big differences too. One being that one is spiritual, and the other one is there's a physical element involved. And there's no physical element involved, obviously, when it comes to um, marriage with the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's an intimacy involved, man. That's what the huge part about Christ is. Intimacy. Now, obviously, there's intimacy between husband and wife, too. Well, at least there should be. There should be a lot of intimacy between husband and wife. But I know for a fact that I have to be intimacy driven with Christ first. You know, he says it himself in the greatest two commandments. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is the, this is the first and the greatest commandment. I cannot love my wife as I should if I don't keep Christ first. And that applies to men and women alike. You cannot love your spouse as you should. Unless you first love Christ above him or her. To be intimacy driven, to prepare ourselves for this wedding. Oh, it's beautiful. It's breathtaking. And human marriages are to be a glimpse of what the marriage between the bride of Christ and Christ himself is to look like, figuratively speaking. But there's a lot to draw from there, man. We have to learn how to be a bride, to present ourselves to our groom-to-be daily, to get in the Word, to seek His face, to be found in the glory and riches of knowing Him intimately, passionately, honestly. Oh man, it's so beautiful. Christ is beautiful. Christ is beauty personified. You will never find ever someone more beautiful or captivating or intimate than Christ because he is all of those things personified. He is the apex, the height of beauty, glory, majesty, and honor. He is all of those things. He is the definition of beauty and majesty and honor and glory. I promise you, you will never find a human being that could possibly compare to how beautiful Jesus Christ is. Never in a million years. You could take the most beautiful women, if you're a man, or the most handsome men, if you're a woman, and line them all up on the, every single one of them on the face of the planet, and all of them combined would pale and compared to how incredibly and infinitely more beautiful Jesus Christ is than they are. Which isn't to make light of the, the beauty or handsomeness that God created men and women in. But we're created in his image, meaning that we reflect the light of who he is, meaning we pointed back to him. So everything about us reflects him. It's supposed to reflect him. And to put it another way, right? So 
we are image bearers, but he is the person that we're called to be driven to first. And I promise you, it's 100% truth, that you will never find a person on this planet that could possibly compare to how beautiful and intimate and passionate Christ is. Christ is the apex, the height of beauty. And he is overwhelmingly captivating that. And you have to learn that and understand that for yourself on a deep, personal, inner level. To know that for yourself. To be drawn to the Christ that loves you. To know that you were bought at a price and that he is so captivated by you that he wants you to be completely and entirely intimately driven by him and to him and for him. He wants you to have it, man. You have got to understand, you're called and I'm called to prepare ourselves for this this very wedding, the bride of the the wedding of the Lamb. And we're the bride of the Church of Jesus Christ is the bride of the Lamb, man. We're the bride. We've got to prepare ourselves daily by being washed by the word and seeking his face being captivated by our God, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And this is the wedding to end all weddings. You could think of every wedding you've possibly been to in your entire life, and it will be a drop in the, in a, in the, in the bottom of the ocean compared to how beautiful and magnificent and glorious the wedding of the Lamb will be. Be. I promise you, I promise you, the wedding of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, will be mind-blowingly, incomprehensibly magnificent, glorious, and awe-inspiring. It'll leave, it'll take our breath away, man. We can't even picture how glorious this will be when it does happen. And it will happen. It's just a matter of time. Whew. Man, this has been good. I love you all. I bless you in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that if you're listening to this, that you are preparing yourself for the wedding of the Lamb. Because he's worth it. And he's beautiful, and the most beautiful in history, in the universe, ever, forever and ever. Amen. I love you all, Brother Rob.